You are listening to The Real Happy Mom Podcast, the weekly podcast for busy working moms to get inspiration, encouragement, and practical tips for this journey called motherhood. My name is Tony Ann, and you are listening to episode 150. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of The Real Happy Mom Podcast. Super excited for this particular episode because I have my friend here, Whitney Bean, who is going to be sharing with us about stress and how we can better deal with it. Because let's just be honest, between work, kids, in the house, it's just a lot going on and it can feel super overwhelming, especially with everything that is going on and especially when we're out of balance. And this is one thing that we talk about in this episode. So today, Whitney's going to be sharing with us how we can check in with our bodies and pick up on those feelings when we're feeling a lot of stress and how we can do some inner work so that we can start developing ways that we can deal with our stress a lot better because yes, we do have a natural capability to deal with stress within our bodies, but sometimes that stress gets a little bit overwhelming and we have to find ways to deal with it a lot better so that we are not acting out of character or acting in ways that are not in line with our personality or with the way we define balance. Also, Whitney shares with us her four-step process for helping us with finding that balance and working through the stress. And you will be surprised because it is a very simple process, but just because it's simple doesn't mean that it's always easy to do. It does take practice. And this is one thing that she stresses in this episode. Then lastly, Whitney gives us some in the moment things that we can do to help with dealing with stress. And then also how we can find ways to manage stress within the home so that we can develop strategies so that overall, the household is not overwhelming us. So if this sounds like something that you could use, you definitely want to stay tuned and listen to this full episode. It is so, so good. I know she helped me out a ton because just before recording with her, I was getting stressed out with my household. So definitely a good one. Now, before we jump into this episode, really quick, if you haven't already and you don't already know about the Real Happy Mom Facebook community, I want you to come join me, please. This is a place where we kind of take what we are learning here in the Real Happy Mom podcast and take it inside the Facebook community and talk a little bit more. I also do some monthly um, trainings that will help you with managing your house, managing this life period with a program called Trello. And it is one of my favorite things to use. And I show you different ways you can use it so that you can simplify your life and make it more organized and um, have more systems so that life can be a lot easier. Because let me just tell you, it can get pretty interesting around here, especially with two jobs and two kids and a husband that all require a lot of my time. But with Trello, I am able to manage and systematize things in a way that has helped me so that I don't have to be overwhelmed all of the time. So I am sharing all of that with you in the Facebook community. You can go over to realhappymom.com slash community and you can go ahead and join me there. So don't, don't wait. I really want you to get in there with me and spend some time with me outside of the podcast. So go to realhappymom.com slash community and join me in there. All right. Now, now that we have that out of the way, let's go ahead and jump on into this week's episode with Whitney. Welcome to the podcast, Whitney. I'm excited to have you. Hi, how are you? I'm excited too. I, oh, I am super excited to talk to you today. So I I wanted to let everyone know that I saw Whitney's site and what she was doing. And I was like, I have got to get Whitney 
on the podcast and chit chat with her. So thank you so much for coming on, Whitney. And I know today we're going to be talking about stress and some other goodness. But before we jump into our topic, I wanted you to share a little bit about you and what you do. Sure. So I am a mom of four. I have kids ages one through 10. And um, I am a wellness and life coach. I coach women who are feeling um, overwhelmed and fatigued and stressed, who want to be intentional, who want to plan ahead, who want to take a little bit of um, that intentionality and put it into practice to become a little bit more of themselves, to be the authentic person. So that's what I do. Awesome. Awesome. And the one thing that I love, and I think we we both share this love, is helping moms who are overwhelmed. And yeah. that is one thing I think we felt a lot of, especially with the pandemic, especially when it first started and everything was getting shut down and um, then with school and work and the whole nine. But even now, as we're coming out of it and things are starting to look a little bit more hopeful, I still feel like there is some things that could really um, throw us off. So I wanted you to talk to us a little bit about... Um, this whole body communication system. I I thought that was really, really fun. So um, how would you define that and what is it? Yeah, so I think we're kind of conditioned to feel like we should be stressed most of the time. You know, we're conditioned to feel like overwhelm is totally normal to feel at all times or most of the time. And when we take a step back and we check in with our body, we really have this natural communication system. We have the ability to pick up on when we're feeling too stressed, when we're feeling too overwhelmed, and when we need to take that step back and and do some inner work or to make a change or to set a boundary in order to um, have a, a more Um, fulfilled day or to have a more fulfilled week. Um, And so we do really have that natural capability, but we have to teach our body and teach ourselves how to check in with that and how to become aware and how to listen. So we have that natural capability. Everybody does. I know everybody out there is probably saying, I don't think I have that, but you really do. And it takes practice and it takes a few um, key words and key vocabulary to recognize what's going on. But when we have the ability to check in numerous times a day, um, to check in with our body and with that communication system, we can then use it, like I said, to, to make a change or to set a boundary or to make a plan or get organized in order to feel more balanced, in order to feel more at peace. And when we're at that balanced place, then we get to be ourselves. We get to be more authentic. We get to be in the present moment. Yeah. And when you were just saying that, I was just thinking because I've had something that's kind of threw me off this week. It was a conversation that I had and I just noticed I've been really internalizing a lot of things here. So it's just crazy to me how a lot of times like I in particular feel like, oh, you know, like it's just life, you know, like I can I can handle it. But it does get to that point, like you said, where it's just a little too much. So I'm just wondering, because you mentioned that there's some like key phrases and things like that. Like, what are some things that you've heard your clients say or some other people say that let you know, like, okay, this is more than just the regular stress? Yeah. So anything I feel like that's taking you out of being yourself. You know, you can kind of check in. Like if I feel like I'm nagging too much, like I'm nagging my kids, that's a good signal to me to step back and say, okay, what's going on with me? Because I don't like to nag, right? I'm not a naggy mom. And so for me, I know that that means something's out of whack. If I'm, you know, going to that place where I feel like I have to do that, 
then there's probably something that I could do for myself first um, to help me to communicate better with my family. And so I think when we're not, not ourselves, you know, if I'm not, if I don't have humor within my day, if I don't feel like I can be silly and fun with my kids, if I feel like I have to be really strict um, when things aren't really that serious. So things like that, when it's out of your personality and you feel like you're not being yourself, you're not connecting with the moment, then those are good indications that something is a little bit off. And like you're saying, we internalize things, right? We want to solve problems. We want to know why people feel the way they do about us. We want to know why people have their opinion and we want our opinions to match up, but they won't. And so when we get to a place where we feel like we can be ourselves, we can have our own opinion, we can have different opinions and still be worth they know still have worth and still be worthy and still have that value then we can get to a place of feeling that balance and feeling centered yes yes i i love that cuz you you brought something up when you're saying you know about um nagging too much and for me yeah. i was like dropping things cuz i'm like so flustered i'm like ah. yes. and i just drop stuff all the time i'm like oh my god like i need to calm down <laughs> take a chill pill <laughs> <though>, relax <laughs> But definitely I can, I can see how there are some things, especially now um, that you say that I'm like, okay, yeah, I see when I was acting this way. Okay. That was off. So I'm just wondering what are some of the the processes or, or um, systems that you take your clients through to help with creating that balance. So we don't get into that extreme that is not within our personality. Yeah. So, and I think I'll say this too, the, the things that I go through with clients, you couldn't do them anytime. Like this is something that I do. I check in all the time throughout the day. It's something that we want to be intentional and preemptive about, but it does take a little bit of practice. And so, you know, when I mentioned these things, keep in mind too, that these can have value and they can have benefit regardless of where you're at. Um, but what I do is a four-step process. So the first thing we do is we evaluate we talk about where are we at? You know, what are the symptoms? What are you feeling? What are you thinking? How do you feel emotionally? Um, and then we talk about defining balance. And so when we talk about balance, we're, we're talking with each individual because everyone has a different end goal. Everyone has a different idea of what balance would feel like for them, right? So somebody might say, balance for me is if I can start my day running 10 miles, right? And you'd be like, uh, that's not my goal. <laughs> I don't have that goal, right? Balance for somebody else might be waking up, taking a deep breath and saying a prayer or something like that, right? We're just, ha- we have a different, um, a different idea of balance. So it's important that we each individually define that balance and it might change day to day, week to week. Um, Number two is to find balance. And then the third thing is selecting realistic changes. So we want to be able to get to that balance. We want to take one step closer to that balance, but we also want it to be realistic. We want it to be something that gets us there that feels practical and again, feels like you. And then the last step is creating space. And this is my favorite. (laughs) Everything else is just getting to this place, but creating space can be anything from taking a deep breath or going on a walk or doing a meditation or a guided visualization in order to create space to let that process happen. It might even be calling a friend to process through something that they've been through that you're now going through, but you're intentionally creating space to make movements and to make new avenues of thought. 
I love that. I love it. And I love the, the, the steps that you gave to, because this definitely seems like something that I could easily implement through the day and doesn't necessarily have to take too much time too. So I'm just wondering, Whitney, is this something that you would suggest doing throughout the day, once a week? Like how often would you suggest getting started with this? Yeah. So when you're first starting and you're like, yes, I want to get intentional. I want to get on board. I would recommend doing this once a week. So, you know, once a week on a Sunday or something at the beginning of the week where you could look at the week, you know what challenges are coming, you know what excitements are coming, you know the plan, you know the routine. And with all of that, you can still be balanced. And I think that's like the biggest difference is like we feel like as a mom, (laughs) you know, with a job, whatever it is, we feel like, well, this is the plan and it's all just going to go to crap. Like it's who cares what plan I make because it's not going to work out. But it's about coming back to that intentionality and giving your body and your mind and your heart the space to try and giving you know yourself that space to create balance, to imagine balance. So I would recommend once a week sitting down and doing you know a little chart. Um, I have a chart that you can use and making that plan and creating that balance and picking those choices and those changes that you want to make that week. But then you can also, the more that you do it, it becomes more natural. And so for me throughout my day, if I feel like my thoughts are off, if I'm overanalyzing, then I can take a deep breath and I can do these four steps within, you know, just one minute, right? So I evaluate, okay, what am I feeling? Number two, what does balance feel like? And then number three, what, how can I get there? What kind of change can get me there? And then create that space by taking some more breaths or doing just a tiny visualization or again, you know, connecting with somebody who's been through that, something like that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now you walked us through some ways to kind of be more intentional and do things proactively, but I'm wondering if you have any strategies or tips, especially in the moment when you're feeling like super overwhelmed, what are some things you would suggest for us? Absolutely. Yeah. And I'll say too, like this whole process, I, um, I kind of went on a journey myself, right. I'm trying to get like, well, I want to be myself and I want to be balanced. And so for me, it was like at, at that time, balance felt like you know, taking a whole hour and doing a meditation, but then in real life, what's practical, what's realistic, right? I do think that we can reach that balance and create that space while having our busy lives. I absolutely know that that's possible, but keep in mind that that might mean taking some things out of our life, right? Because as we're feeling more balanced, we'll also be more aware of what we, what's, what's our priority? What are our priorities? Where do we want to spend our time? Where do we want to spend our energy as well? Um, and so I love that question because that's what this is all about. We want it to be practical, right? So within the moment, take a deep breath. And I know that sounds so cliche, <laughs> but take that deep breath. The first couple might not be that deep. So you might have to try a couple of times, um, but then check in with your body. And what I mean by this is where do you hold tension? Where do you hold heaviness? Where do you feel tight? You know, where do you feel these things that we just go throughout our day with? Like, well, my shoulders are always tight, right? But that's the point. If we're checking in consistently, then we have access to that information at all times. So check in with your body and and ask yourself that question. Where, Where am I feeling this? Where am I feeling that overwhelm and that stress? And then once you feel it, try to explain it. This is going to sound total hippie, but I promise it works. <laughs> but try to describe it 
in a way that is not emotional. So you're going to maybe say it feels tight. It feels tingly. It feels tense. Um, it feels like too much, you know, something that's not emotional, but just what does it feel like physically? And by doing that, we're helping our body to separate ourselves from the experience. Um, so our body is experiencing that overwhelm, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we're an overwhelmed person. So we're kind of creating that distance. And by doing that, we're able to handle the overwhelm. We're able to make choices about that so that we can decrease it. I love that. Love it. Um, because when you said that, like, where are you feeling it? I will tell you yeah. this quick story. So one day, I don't know what was going on. It was like really crazy at work. And I was getting so stressed, like in my neck and shoulders was so tight. Like literally I yeah. went to work and I couldn't, I could barely like turn my head. And I was like almost in tears because like, I kind of have to turn my head to work. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I was like, what is going on? Um, but I later found out that I was just holding everything in from what was going on during the week but had I done what you said and checked in with my body and been like where am I holding it I would have been like okay it's in my neck and my shoulders like and then now I can see like I can describe it and now get my body to kind of relax and let it go because I was holding on to a lot and it's crazy how much our bodies really experience a lot of things and we just think like oh it's okay or or the other thing is is we think it's like oh something's wrong like you know some medical condition but it's really just you're stressed Mm-hmm. I love that example. That's a perfect example. And again, I think we all do this with, we don't know, we don't know that we're doing it right. And so we really do have to retrain our brain to recognize what's going on and to recognize what does balance feel like? Well, balance feels like not having a really tight neck and shoulders, right? It feels like feeling relaxed and feeling like yourself, but also still being able to show up as a powerful, intentional person. Um, and so, yeah, it's perfect to be able to recognize what's going on within your body to acknowledge, well, where does that even come from? You know, one step beyond that, we have that tension and we can help release that tension. But then one step beyond that is, well, what, what is that thought and what is that emotion that is creating that? You know, there's probably a lot that was on your mind. There's probably a lot going on. So you can take one more step and figure out, well, what's going on that's causing that so that you're getting to the root, you're getting to the root of that physical stress and that physical overwhelm. Yeah, it's definitely. Now, Whitney, I wanted to switch it up just a little bit because I know we talked about some proactive things that we can do as well as some in the moment things that we can do. But I know that you have some really good strategies with the household overall. So I wanted you to share um, how we can do some of the same things that you talked about with balancing our house. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, and again, it goes back to um, what kind of a house and what kind of a home do you want to have? while still being you. And I think that, you know, as parents, we get to be who we want to be. And sometimes we look at other people and we think, oh, I should be stricter. I should have my kids do more chores. Why aren't my kids helping? You know, we have all these things that we think our household should be, but again, take into account that evaluation. Well, where are we at? And then what does balance feel like? What does balance look like in my home? So if we're a far off ways from that, that's okay. Um, and then help yourself to select things that would get you a little bit closer, one step closer. And again, we're talking about that, that practical stuff, that realistic stuff. You know, when you're working with other people, especially, we have to be able to involve them in this whole process. You know, show them this is what we're getting, right? Like every morning we wake up, 
our house is a disaster from the day before. Is this balanced for us? Is this what we want it to be like? And help to involve them in the process, even with my kids, right? So my oldest are eight and 10. And so all the time I'll do this, I'll ask them questions like, let's look at your room. Is this what you want it to be like? And then if not, how can we get there? How can, you know, what's the plan for this week to get a little closer to where you want to be? And their ideas are awesome. They're way better than my ideas. And again, I'm staying away from that nagging, right? I'm involving them in the process here. Um, And then I think, again, going back to being yourself, we know what kind of a home and what kind of a an atmosphere are you trying to create? Um, when I, I did my undergrad at home and family living, which just sounds like home economics, <laughs> but it's really about the relationships that we have and the family and the home that we're building. And so um, when it comes down to it, it's like, what do you want to build? What are you building with your family? And, and what are those lines of communications that you're opening up to your kids? What kind of vocabulary are you teaching them? So that they can do this kind of process in the moment when they're not feeling so hot. So I don't know if that answers your question um, exactly, but opening up um, to, you know, being able to say, what do we want to aim for? Where do we want to go? And how do we get there? And then also teaching them vocabulary. You know, one of my favorite things with my kids, my (laughs) four-year-old, he probably knows um, emotional vocabulary better than most people <laughs> because I've taught him what that means, right? We talk about what does sadness mean? What does it mean to be sad? What does it mean to feel disappointed? What does it mean to feel angry? And so when he comes to me upset, that's the first thing we do. I say, what are you feeling? What are you feeling right now? And then he'll use one of those words because we've talked about it. He knows what those mean. And then I'll ask him, where do you feel that in your body? And he'll just point, you know, he'll point to his chest or to his stomach. And then we just let him feel that. It's okay to feel that, right? It's okay to feel feelings. It's not okay to be unkind. That's one of the big things that we say in our house, right? So if he's being unkind, that's totally different. But if he's just feeling a feeling, then um, I walk him through what that feels like and give him the space. So we're talking about creating space for yourself. Same thing in your home, but we're creating that space for your kids to feel like they can have their feelings and emotions too. Yes, yes. I'm loving all of this because you brought up a couple of things because literally right before (laughs) I got on to talk to you, I was just over here fussing at my kids because they keep (laughs) taking stuff out of their rooms and like putting their toys everywhere. And I'm like, come on, people help me. (laughs) And so I had asked my son because I saw a rapper on the floor because he's famous for eating his snacks and leaving wrappers. So I was like, son, can you come and put this wrapper away? Cause I think you left it. He was like, no, I don't want to. And I'm like, why not? And he's like, cause it's not mine. I'm like, well, right now I don't care. I need you to pick this up and put it in the trash. Cause I'm constantly cleaning up after you guys. But, um, I know if I probably would have sat down and had a different type of conversation, maybe we we could work together and I won't be that nagging mom trying to get everyone to clean up or feeling like I have to do everything myself. Because I think that's right. another um, feeling that a lot of moms have is like, oh, I have to do everything. I have to clean up the house by myself. But really, like yeah. there's other people in here. There's three other individuals that can help me and yeah. I, I don't have to do it by myself. So. I love how you you frame that and as far as what do we want our house to look like because um that's a co- good question. I'm really curious to hear what my kids are going to say when I ask them that yeah, question right? because yeah, to them they they think what they think is cool is is not what I think is cool. So you're going to have to help me yeah. with that Whitney. <laughs> yeah, and it's true like we kind of create an expectation as moms and then we expect everyone to uphold that expectation, right? But like we're the only one on board and so we feel like we're the only one 
working at it because we are, <laughs> you know, so creating that, um, that end goal altogether and saying like, well, what is our, you know, what's our standard look like? What does it feel like? What is our morning? What's our morning routine look like? Whatever it is. Um, what does our dinner time look like? You know, going over the details of each of these things and don't do it all at once. Cause that's so overwhelming for everyone, but just take one small thing, you know, like even that weekly planner, you can do that with as a whole family. So meet together one day a week at the beginning of the week and talk as a whole about what's working, what's not working and what can we change this week? And when can we do that to create that end goal? But yeah, as if we create that expectations in our own mind, then like nobody else knows it and nobody else cares. Right. But if we talk about it as a whole and as a family, then we can help to kind of close that gap. Absolutely. And I definitely think I can do it now, Whitney. So thank you. (laughs) You got this. They got this. You guys got this. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Whitney, you shared a lot with us and helped me out tremendously. And I'm sure anyone that's listening is it's gotten some golden nuggets from you here too. So I would love for you to just share either um, a word of encouragement or um, some motivation for us real happy moms before we signed off. Sure. Yeah. And I don't mean to sound cliche, but again, I just say, you know, be yourself and being yourself is a huge indicator of if you're in balance or not. If you feel like you're not yourself, if you feel like you are just feeling off in whatever way, then that's such a good time to like take evaluation and see what's going on. And like I said, um, you know, all this info can be done for anyone at any time. You don't have to be at that extreme overwhelm in order to take a look at things. Um, So be yourself and be intentional. And when you do that, you get to show up as your genuine, authentic self. Awesome. Awesome. Love it. Now, Whitney, if we want to get in touch with you, learn more about you, get some of your wonderful goodness that you have out there, whether it be courses, programs, whatever it is that you have, where can we find you online? Sure. So WhitneyBean.com. And I do one-on-one sessions and I also do um, a 12-week reboot course, which is so fun because we get to really dive deep and check in once a week. We get to check in and see where things are at. So I do that planning with you once a week. Um, And then I also have a a Restoring Balance um, offer that I'm offering for free. And that's something that I'll give you the uh, link for, for the show notes, but it's just a a little mini course to help you kind of rebalance and see where you're at. And then I also have a podcast called a tad bit crunchy, and you can find me on Instagram at a tad bit crunchy also. Awesome. Awesome. I'll make sure to include all of those links in the show notes. Whitney, this has been so awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. This has been really, really good. This is so fun. Thank you for having me. It's really my pleasure. Now that does it for this episode of the Real Happy Mom podcast. To find the links and show notes, head over to realhappymom.com slash 150. And there you'll find the cliff note version of this episode, as well as a couple of links that can help you out. And do me a favor, if you found this podcast episode helpful, leave me a five-star rate and review here in Apple Podcasts. And if you're like Tony and I don't listen to your podcast on Apple Podcasts, that is totally fine too. You can help me out as well by taking a screen screenshot of you listening to this podcast episode and putting it in your Insta stories or your Facebook stories so we can get the message out to other moms that this is a great podcast to listen to. Now that's it for this week. Make sure you stay tuned in for next week for another full episode. I'll be back again with another episode as well as another Mommy Talk Thursday on Thursday. Now take care and with thoughts of love.